Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. This episode is a best wishes debate. I will present my guests with two wishes connected by a theme, and they will debate which one you should take if presented with both. Previously, we had, would you rather be able to understand animals or have them understand you? Looks like there was a strong preference to listening. Final results, 80% understanding animals on Twitter, 75% understanding animals on Facebook. This week, we've got two different ways to get around by teleportation. You can teleport basically unlimited, couple seconds cooldown, but only in line of sight, or teleport to the town hall or city center of anywhere in the world, but only once per day. I'm joined by Kirk McCullough and Mark Scheiser to take this debate as far as it will go. Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. Joining me this time, we have Mark Scheiser. Hello. And Kirk McCullough. What's up, everybody? And we're going to be doing one of our best wishes debates. We're debating on the theme of teleportation, and the two different versions we have is version A, you can teleport basically unlimited, with a couple seconds cooldown, but only in line of sight, or you can teleport once a day to any town hall or city center anywhere in the world, but again, only once per day. Mark, why don't you give us our opening? Which one did you pick and why? Yeah, I picked A uh, mainly for reasons of utility. You've got way more options if you can do uh, multiple short teleportations within line of sight than if you can just go uh, once a day. Uh, So like your your top speed uh, traveling over a flat surface is going to be about uh, 6,000 kilometers an hour based on um, the horizon curvature of the earth type stuff and we're we're saying about 3 seconds cooldown uh and and I think that's just more flexible than um than than one single big jump okay that's that's, that's my that's my main starting point here you just feel like you've there's more things you can do you have more things you're going to elaborate on later yeah or or I can go right into them right now <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll let Kirk get his opening line out then so Kirk what option did you pick and why I pick the once a day anywhere in the world. I don't have a fancy explanation of how many meters, kilometers, speed, wind resistance, curvature of the earth or anything. I just think it gives you such a fantastic opportunity to not only see the planet, but kind of create your own character arc, see everyone else's character arc, uh, and you know have, uh, have some Quantum Leap style adventures, except with uh, teleportation. The teacher didn't do his math homework. All right. that's No, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I think we probably should go to next is a couple of the things that we're going to have to work out with specifics here. One of the things that I've, I've a lot of people were asking about when I tried to put this out to see what people were thinking of it just off the top of their heads. A lot of people were talking about like, how much can you take with you? Mm-hmm. Um, my thought on that would be like, we can't do nothing because then you can't take clothes or your wallet and that's a mess. Yeah. Right. I was thinking basically like what you could take into an airplane. So like a carry on luggage amount of stuff plus clothes. Okay. Amazing. Does, does that seem reasonable for all of you? 
Yeah. Are, are we talking carry on? Are we talking about like, you know how you're allowed like your carry on and then you're like one item, which is supposed to be like a purse, but it's really kind of like a vague, smaller hand thing. Or are we talking like carry on luggage that fits in the overhead compartment? Uh, I think well, like, okay, we can allow both. Cause like my carry on okay. thing is normally like a backpack. So like a backpack, a carry on and your clothes, that would be fine. Okay. That makes sense. If you that's, try to push it more than that, then you're getting out of there. That's quite mm-hmm. generous. I think. I think it's very generous, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. so people were like, can I bring someone with you? I'm like, I think it's based on the amount of matter. So if they're small enough. <laughs> right. So like babes in arms travel free kind of thing. Right. Because you could put them in your carry on. Like you could put them in a carry on amount of matter. <laughs> sure. But just get to bring like a whole other person with you. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> we're all good on that. <laughs> I am fine. I'm not taking any babies with me. I'm taking my backpack full of fun stuff. Okay. Uh, another thing I was thinking we need to clarify is conservation of momentum. Right. Because I think for, for the world travel once a day option, we have to say no for sure, because otherwise the spin of the earth would immediately either send you into the sky (laughs) or slam you into the earth or, or do something like the earth's rotation is different speeds at different latitudes. Mm -hmm. I think the ones that are left, the ones that are West East, closer to the poles you're going Slower. Slower. Right. But closer to the equator, you're going faster. Right. And depending on what side of the earth you're on, you're going in different directions. So you could teleport somewhere and then fly into the sky or slam into the ground at full speed. And I feel like that is not right. <laughs> That's not what anyone wants. Agreed. Right. But I think we could allow conservation of momentum in the first one because they are supposed to be shorter hops. Right. So like if you jumped... Right, five kilometers either way is not going to uh, change your your momentum, your rotational momentum based on the Earth. No. Yeah, you might stumble a little, but it's not going to like send you off into the sky or something. Which, okay, so if we're conserving momentum, because because my thought with this was that you could then use this principle to catapult yourself by teleporting directly up into the atmosphere, falling down, and then. Uh, teleporting again and if you can if you can depending on the conservation of um how much control do you have over the direction so it's got to be line of sight so i think you have to be able to see where you're going and you can get the direction to like you have to be looking right at it and then so if you can stably look at something then you can land there right but my but my question is so i'm falling from the sky Mm -hmm. Can I teleport in such a way that my downward momentum towards the earth is turned into horizontal momentum across? I don't think you can spin your momentum. No, you'd come out traveling in the same direction you went in, I think. Okay. I think it's either that or we have to cancel out momentum on both of them and just say you, you you, you match the relative velocity of the earth where you come out and cancel out any movement you had going in. Gotcha. So which which do we think is more fair? Because maybe it's more simple to do the, the the second one. We just cancel out momentum. Which one is going to get Mark explaining why he wants to continually teleport upwards into the sky and then have to worry about falling down from the sky? I'm interested in that one. I mean, it's safer with canceling out momentum yeah. because he can teleport up, look, and land safe. Mark's going so high. <laughs> oh, because okay. So if I if I teleport directly up, I get a wider line of sight, so I can yes. I can make my next jump to a farther distance. Oh, okay, interesting. Then, then if there was some way of preserving momentum, then there might be a way to sort of slingshot and use the teleportation as a propulsion system. 
Yeah. Which might just like, be shoot not out like necessary a because I can, if I can teleport, why do I want to Yeah, travel through space? But I think if you, so if you try to do the teleport straight up just to see further and it's got like that three second cooldown, three seconds is enough to get your, your falling speed pretty fast. Mm. Right. And then even if you teleport right at the ground, you're kind of slamming into the ground with however far you fell in three seconds. Which, which then begs the question, if I can teleport straight up into the atmosphere, can I teleport straight to the moon? And then from the moon, I can see half the earth and then right. I can get to anywhere on half of the earth <laughs> with just two jumps. Right. And I researched it and you could, in theory, survive on the moon for a couple of seconds without a spacesuit. Oh, okay. You, you actually do want to experience no spacesuit on the moon. Well, I mean, it's either that or I got to take a spacesuit with me every time I want to teleport somewhere. Okay. Because that would, that would fit on your carry-on. <laughs> it would, but, but nothing else would. Right. Yeah, spacesuits are big. Spacesuits are pretty big. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have to bring like, the whole oxygen pack with you or anything like that. You just, want, you just want to wear enough to like, cover yourself entirely. Because direct skin exposure, like all your, your skin's going like, to freeze instantly. So I think if we open up that rule, though, we're getting into some pretty crazy OP stuff with Mark, though. Because if we're talking line of sight, what's to stop him from you know, right. pointing Mars up in the sky and being like, oh, cool, Mars. Exactly, which you could also survive a few seconds without a spacesuit. I looked it up. Right. But wasn't yeah. the original parameter of this, it was just like you could teleport unlimitedly, but only line of sight for a few meters at a time? Right, which so, would make kind of a cool thing where, I mean, because Mars and the moon are not always visible from every point on Earth. Right. So if if I were a superhero and this were my power, I would have like a really cool watch that like plotted like <laughs> Mars and and the moon and like when they're passing and when they're visible. Right. And then like every time I, I needed to be like stripped of my power, it would just be cloudy and then I would be screwed. Right. So because it is line, like, I mean, the moon is line of sight. Right. I would say that like because it becomes blurrier the further it is, the further away you're trying to go the higher chance you're going to miss the precision with your target. So you'll end up like, you know, on a precipice or inside a cavern or something like that. And that could be a place where it's not easy to see your way back. And you'll be without air for a significant amount of time before you actually get there if you're going meters at time too. Yeah. Space travel has a lot of dangers to it, is yeah. what I would say. <laughs> I mean, go for it. I'm going to go to a cafe in Paris and like, you know, catch up on some cool books and get a nice uh, cappuccino or something. But Okay, but I have some questions about about his scenario that <laughs> sure. are also limiting. Let's um, turn it around. So it's what is it? He can go to the city center. Yeah. So either like town hall, or if like a, a city has like a very clear like town square, if it's too small to have a town hall, whatever is clearly like the center of that town. So I guess, bureaucratically or politically? Again, that's there's a question of of how much control does he have over that because he could zap into, you know, the town hall in Munich and end up in a locked conference room at night. Hmm. And then he's stuck there. Yeah, but then I just wait for someone to open it up the next morning and I'm like, oh, what's up? <laughs> right. You're but fine spending me, all night locked in a conference like, room? I would just like look through a crack under the door and then teleport out of the room. I guess my thought would be more of like the outside door of town square or the the outside town hall because normally those aren't like locked so much as they're like a public space. I, I chose it because right. it would be a, such a public space. Now, people want to check the news that there's not currently a giant protest or government crackdown in that location before you show up there. Right. And also, and our, our, is if you go Google Earth and you like just type in like Rome, you know, Venice, any of those things, typically it drops a pin like in the most touristy part of that area. So the chances of me being stuck in like 
some low German bureaucrats office in Berlin are probably pretty slim. Is that what we're, are we going with the, with the, with, with the Google techno, pen? Yeah. Are we going with pen is a Google's good. version of what, what the center of a city is? I think that's a good concept, but I'm worried that Google made one weird mistake somewhere and you can end up <laughs> right in somewhere you shouldn't. Um, well, then let's go Lonely Planet. When the Lonely Planet gives its idea, you know, city center, and it talks about the main square in the city, that's the place. Yeah. That's the idea anyway. I don't want to go, I don't want to have to list off every specific city in the world and go with this. But my idea is that sort of main city square that everyone would go to and it wouldn't be locked or anything unless there's an active protest or government crackdown or coup. Yeah, I mean, I'll go, but I would just not because I don't want to be in the middle of a coup unless I decide to like totally foil a coup by myself, which I won't, but I could. Right. The when I, I I just Googled Toronto on on Google Maps just to see and it doesn't drop a pin but the place that it it centers on is a Whole Foods at Bayview and Eglinton, <laughs> the core of our city. <laughs> it's TTC accessible, so. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd have to take. Transit. I mean, like Nathan Phillips Square would definitely be where it should be in Toronto, right? Like <laughs> somewhere in that square. I think you can tell from the difference in the approach here. Mar- Marx is very much like speed of getting there and bamf 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 and i just want to go somewhere and chill yeah but <laughs> my, my <laughs> argument is that point mars and i'm like cool this is that that's uh trafalgar square love that yeah but my argument is that like i will get there i will get there anyway and not only will i get there but i can come home the same day you can't Right. That is, you always have to stay overnight, Kirk. That's fine. So you're always putting out for a hotel room. Okay. Yeah. Or or a park bench. I think so, <laughs> someone raised it in like Dungeons and Dragons terms of like take a long rest. Um, like so you got to take like an eight hour nap or something, which I'm not sure exactly. Like that's the idea, but not necessarily exactly. Like if you wait till the next day, you're fine. <laughs> surfing.com. That's all I got to do. Yeah. An actual website. So you just go on there. It's like Airbnb, but for free couches. Now, <laughs> are you comfortable with your movements being so public? If you're going to be materializing in a town square every time you travel, it's going to be, people are going to be tweeting about it. Hmm. It's going to know where you are. There's no, there's no, there's no nipping off for a little secret vacation. Well, they'll know about it to a degree. I mean, if I show up at, you know, five in the morning in the middle of a town square, the chances of me being spotted are lower, I would say. I mean, a lot of town squares have like live streams and stuff. Right. If people are looking at that, I, I would argue on the same point, Mark, if you're, you know, zipping across the wherever, uh, eventually people are going to stop and they're going to be much more impressed with that. And, and they're going to agree. Much- but that's, that's what I'm saying. Anyone who wants to do that is just going to be like, all right, cool. Where's this guy live? And they're going to just follow you there. And you're going to be on the run significantly more than I would be. But I feel like I could satisfy an audience better and I could use my power as a party trick. Right. Whereas if someone was like, oh, you're that guy who teleports, show us. You'd be like, well, then I have to walk home. Yeah, no one's ever made a career <laughs> of like showing up in town centers or traveling around the world and then reporting on it. Yeah, you could you could disappear from a place if you're already home, but you you can't come back to the same place to show people that you can teleport twice. You can teleport once. Right. Well, I know that, but I could like, you know, the next day teleport back to Toronto, write my little travel log, be the next Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
show up but for all that kind of stuff. You also, you can't go anywhere uninhabited. It's true. That's actually something that someone raised on, on the Facebook when I was just like asking around about it. Someone said they wanted to go with the one, uh, the, the, the many hops because they wanted to teleport away from civilization, not into it. Right. Whereas you're limited at going into some sort of civilization. Right. But towns are pretty broad in terms of what they are, right? Like there is a town True. square where it's maybe a thousand people in the Urals, you know, or maybe it's like a small town in northern Japan. There's still a town square. Yeah. Could just be 10, 10 small huts or whatever that still yeah. counts as a village, still counts as a place yeah, you can teleport to. Locals. And I'm not just like, you know, demon jumping five meters at a time and scaring everybody. But you couldn't you couldn't explore anything new. You couldn't go anywhere that no one's ever been. You couldn't contribute anything meaningful to the sum of human knowledge. I don't know. I think I totally could because I'm what I, I'm no I'm not jet lagged. I'm not tired. I'm not hungry. I'm just there, and I'm going through the local side of it. And then if I ever need to go back to Toronto and just pick something up, I just go, and then I show up the next day at the town hall or wherever See, the that, town. No. That would actually Kirk, be a better. Point out, you, you tried to demonize Mark by saying like you're not teleporting all over the place like a devil teleport, but if you, as a very tall, muscular white man, were to suddenly appear in many secluded villages around the world, I don't know if that the locals would react well to that. No, I mean I wouldn't be an asshole about it. I'm not, <laughs> you know, not going all white privilege savior. <laughs> Which I think I think your better strategy, if you wanted to explore, would be not to teleport into places and then go exploring from the nearest base camp it would be to you know like if you want to summit everest you walk up everest and if you get into trouble then you can teleport out no problem yeah that's I think, a good thing i think that is a neat point is yeah I, I think that's um a perk to both of you is that you can use them for escapes mm-hmm. uh, kirk's gives me a little bit of anxiety because once you use it then you know you're in cooldown mode and you can't escape danger for the next day yeah, but there's a thrill to that. Yeah, <laughs> but I have more anxiety than thrills. Uh, but I see what you're talking about. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. you know. And the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while... Uh, doing planning and do, and putting things together that really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah, and if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed. What great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions? 
Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your open it uh, up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of, like, in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Um, okay, we've 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 gone over a lot of the the nitpicks on each other, but let's let's yeah, let's go to some direct attacks. Let's start with let's give Kirk the the opening salvo. What what are you saying that would most make you not want marks? Why is yours so much better? Basically, because I think marks you're just having to spend all your time actively thinking and plotting out where you're going, right? Especially if you're planning on going like super fast place to place, like oh there I am, oh there I am, oh there I am. Let's go over there. Let's go that five, and to get anywhere with any sort of distance, it's going to tire you out mentally. I mean, I could easily, you know, yeah, you could go across the entire Atlantic Ocean, um, you know, what, five meters at a time, line of sight. It's a really big ocean. And that's going to be hours and hours of exhaustion that you have to deal with to get anywhere um, exciting at all. So, you know, in terms of like, yeah, if I was in a city, and if I was staying in a city, and I just had to get from place to place, fantastic. I think that's a great way to move around. But you can't go anywhere far without tiring yourself out. Your brain would just get tired. Also, the risk of getting lost. Yeah, that's a good point there, too. If, if you have to aim yourself, you could get lost in the middle of the ocean or something, being like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going the right way. Yeah, how long do you have to take a look at your compass to make sure that <laughs> you're going in the right direction before you fall in the water, drop your compass, and then all of a sudden you're just like blipping around? Yeah, I don't think my mobile provider has service out in the middle of the Atlantic. No, no one's does. It doesn't have a good coverage in Toronto, so I can't imagine there. See, you say that I get tired, but your travel plans involve you having to find some place to sleep anyway. Right. Whereas but- I can keep going and get there and back again in the same day if I want to. Yeah, but you're basically mentally running to get there for the whole day. That's what I'm saying. Like you're going to get to wherever it is you're going and you will have been think tired for, you know, like, okay, so let's talk, let's talk science here. If you're going <laughs> five meters at a time, if you're skipping five meters, kilometers. is it five kilometers? Sorry, have I been saying meters? Well, that's if I'm not using the, um, if I'm not teleporting up to a higher vantage point. Okay. So if you're, if you're not going to do the, you know, the, the, the crash and bomb higher vantage point you're going five kilometers every few seconds right how fast does an airplane go every few seconds on average oh um i don't i don't have that speed top of my head i know cars go about 100 kilometers an hour per hour 130 kilometers an hour yeah which means a car is going to go like what what i think that's like 1.6 every minute or something right 
So an airplane is, you're going to probably get there a little bit faster than an airplane, just with my basic math that I'm making up in my head right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's still going to take you hours to get across anything big, right? So it, you know, th- that's just going to, it's going to tire you out. It's going to be mentally exhausting. It's not as long as you think, because at, at five kilometers away, mm-hmm. I can cross the Atlantic in 1200 jumps. Okay. Uh, and if we're assuming three seconds per jump, that's what, 3,600? That's like an hour? Okay. So an hour so straight. An hour to cross the Atlantic. So an hour straight of mentally going boom, 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 boom. Well, this, is, this, is, uh, this is actually something we didn't, we didn't um, discuss, whether there's a mental or physical cost to teleporting. So there, How difficult is it to jump? Well, I'd say there's some mental to you aiming it, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what I did make clear. It's like line of sight and you have to be looking that way. Mm-hmm. So if you're not making sure that you're going in a straight line, you could end up, you know, you're, you're over the Atlantic. You could end up, you know, losing your direction and zigzagging all over the Atlantic as you're trying to go. So there's a mental component to making sure you're headed in the right direction or that you, there's something you can see over there to make you know that that's where you want to be. Right. But, I, but it's, not like I, it's not like there's physical fatigue from, from the act of, tra- of teleporting. No, the act itself is magical, but okay. aiming it will take some mental load and right. dealing with, like, you know, if, if you don't land quite right, like if you're in the Atlantic, you're treading water. So that's, you know, there's some physical fatigue to that. An hour of treading water isn't nothing. Right. And f- for this math, we've been looking at, you know, straight across the Atlantic. But I mean, if the Vikings could navigate across the Atlantic Ocean in like a thousand, the year a thousand then I'm sure I could similarly like swoop upwards and chain across a bunch of islands and find a navigable route that would take me two hours. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, again, if you, if you, if you don't mess it up, if you don't somehow get lost, I think there's a lot you can do with this. And this is still and most very, trips, very fast. Most trips are not crossing the Atlantic. Like crossing the Atlantic is, is probably the hardest thing in this because it's the largest sort of featureless jump that you're going to make is crossing one of the oceans. True. Yeah. Once you're on a continent, getting around shouldn't be that difficult. It's a lot easier if you're going that route, right? If you're still going through the Arctic Circle to get to the Atlantic, there may be some inherent challenges posed in that as well. Bring a parka. Yeah. You can fit a parka in your carry-on. Like that's enough. That's a matter, enough matter to bring with you. But you may land in front of a polar bear who may take a swipe at you. I don't know. Uh, but but you're not even so you can jump pay for a hotel like a plebe and then <laughs> jump home the next day you still got to jump to city hall and then get home you have the power of teleportation and you're still taking a cab from city hall that, that is true hey i am fine with that i'll just get you know what with my riches from from traveling the world and being like teleport guy i will just get myself a, a swank condo close to city hall okay how are you going to make money teleporting because no one is going to want to read the blog of a teleporting travel writer because everyone's going to be like, this is not the real experience of travel. He's not doing it the way I have to do it. <laughs> well, first of I mean, all, listen to what you just said, the words teleporting travel writer. That is instantly something that's going to get people's attention, right? For 15 you know, minutes. Need, right? There's enough. That's enough for at least like a two bedroom at, you know, Bay and Richmond. Uh, it, it's, it, it, you know, it's a, it's a good enough hook. And then once you get there, you slow down, right? It becomes like a littlest hobo of travel. It's like, what? 
Kirk's here. He's here to explore the country. Wow, this is really awesome. Let's go check that out. Okay, he's gone now. Bye. You can source yeah. local camera crews when you get there. They could film you if you want to. Right. No, this is this is the thing. All you could do is write because no no crew would be able to keep up with you. It would be it would be <laughs> you would have no advantage over any other TV teleport t- TV travel personality. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we have cameras that are like small and that people carry around and <laughs> videotape themselves all the time on the internet now or anything. Oh, what do we do? My goodness, my my GoPro and my iPhone will both fit in my pack. I I still think you're going to be damned if you do and damned if you don't. Because if you if you teleport somewhere, people are going to be like, "Screw that guy. He takes the easy route." And if you teleport somewhere and then like walk around and try to have the local experience, people are going to be like, "Why is this guy walking around like a schmuck when he could?" He has magical teleportation powers. Okay. I've, I feel like you guys have really gone into his only option to make money is as a travel blogger. I mean, and I don't hear him offering any other. <laughs> well, all sorts. Maybe he's too upright of a person for this, but I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't mention smuggling. Sure. Okay. Like you don't need to go through any sort of border control. You can carry a carry on bag worth of cocaine exotic animals maddox um, i want to say it out loud because if i say it out loud it blows the cover of my travel show right okay i mean that's how you af- afford the the nicest of the gopros and right. whatnot and he's, I, he's I hotel while i'm like you know building my social influencer thing that pangolin isn't going to move itself you know he's not yeah. going through border control but he is the most conspicuous traveler <laughs> in the world he does because, end up in, in town square. So if they if they are ready for him, if they get the tip of where he's supposed to go, they, he should be pretty easy to apprehend. Yeah, at least for a day. Well, ahead of time, there's nothing that says, "Well, guys, going here today, I could just show up." Well, this brings up an interesting point about how ethical are you going to be about it? Because uh, are you going to apply for visas before you go? Are you going to handle all of that, or are you just going to go and hope you don't get caught? What, you mean like visas for a country where I don't have to, where I just went, where I would require to have a visa for? I could apply for those, sure. Wait, but are you? Are you actually going to go through all the paperwork of, of normal travel when you can Are just... you going to take transit to a consulate, fill out the paperwork for that country before you get there, and then go back home, wait for the approval to enter that country before you teleport there? Okay, so the vast majority of countries right now have online options to get your visas ahead of time. But you, so, you know what? Irrelevant. Would you really go through the paperwork when you have magic teleporting powers? Well, and so here's the other side of it too, right? I might not have to, right? Like, so let's say I decide I really want to see um, Pyongyang for whatever reason. Right. And obviously, yeah, I teleport into the middle of downtown Pyongyang. I'm going to stand out just a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, so something like that, if I wanted to see it, yeah, probably I'd teleport to Seoul, uh, see if I could get like some sort of special dispensation to go on across the border, go and visit it from there. Right. But even if I went there and I got caught, all I got to do is just wait 24 hours and then boom, I'm done. Yes, right. caught is exactly. caught is a powerful word in that sentence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you here's the thing is that you're you're a world famous teleporting travel writer. Right. So it's not just about getting caught when you get back, it's about getting back home mm-hmm. and you are wanted for violating international treaties all over the planet. Right. And I mean, technically no jail can hold you because once a day you can escape. Yes. But that kind of puts a crick in your travel plans. 
It could, but again, like I'm not saying I would not apply for visas. The amount of paperwork you have to do for them is not substantial these days. You know, I'm like, if I was going to go to Algeria, yeah, or something, you know, they have to spend, you have to physically send a passport away. So if during Algeria, all right, I take a cool down. I just, you know, maybe just bop around Canada for a little bit while my passport's processing down in Algiers. But other than that, I'm good to go. I mean, it doesn't even have to be that exotic. Just going down to the States, you need to you need to present yourself at the border. Whereas I could have a travel plan that included a stop at the border to get my passport stamped. Right. Are you still doing that too, though? I, I'm shocked that either of you are even bothering. Well, the, borders are meaningless the, the to us. Is, we have magic powers. It, it would make sense for me to, because if, you know, let's say, yeah, I have to stay in a country for a longer amount of time. Yeah, it makes sense for me to get a, a passport stamp. But you're worried about saying that I'm going to be the one who's like getting criminally caught. You're literally going, foo, 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 foo. you're like a national security risk. See, the thing is, Kirk is conspicuous wherever he goes because he's he's teleporting into the center of town. You're literally crashing and- five. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he's, but he's teleporting through bushes is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can take any route I want. And I can be gone in three seconds from anywhere I want. You're conspicuous. So like if you if you if you cause trouble, it's going to follow you. People are going to it's going to stick to you. But, and also you don't have the option of crossing through a border. You have to go directly into the center of a city, whereas I can plan a route that stops at border control and gets my passport stamped if I want to. Or I can just go around and uh, zip into town a way that no one sees me. I I am bewildered that either of you would still bother with it because I yeah I'm no. Just saying, if, if we're going to have a serious conversation anymore. about teleportation, we need to consider the paperwork. Okay, <laughs> I, what this has raised with me is yes. The point is, uh, if we're talking about imprisonment as a uh, possibility for the both of you, Kirk is way easier to catch because as long as he's on cooldown, he has no powers, mm-hmm. so you catch him. But he's impossible to hold because any prison he can get out of once a day. Right. Whereas on the other hand, Mark is almost impossible to catch. But if you get him imprisoned and just don't give him windows. Yeah, this is true. I mean, technically a blindfold would do it, right? True. Yeah. Blindfolds would be enough. If you can't see where you want to go, you cannot teleport. So important to the massive storm or something that's five kilometers away that you hadn't uh, bartered for. That could be something. If someone Mm -hmm. sees you, knocks you down, if they know where you're going, someone catches you on your off time. See, but this is the thing. I'm I'm also, it's easier for me to escape, which gives me so many more career options, including bank robbery or yep. any robbery, really. I'm, I'm assuming I can go through windows. Yeah, I think, yeah, if you can see through glass, because I wouldn't want to have to ruin myself just because I wear glasses. That would be. <laughs> so I, I am stealing everything. Yeah, I will clarify this because I think this should go without saying, but someone raised this on the Facebook thing that I was posting, which is, no, you can't look at a picture of something and teleport there. Oh, yeah. That's no, madness. No. no. That's, no, that's, that's a direct that's line a of sight. entirely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a completely different thing. That doesn't make sense. I agree with that. Mark, someone will catch you eventually and they'll just catch you on your downtime and all they have to do is just sneak up behind you, knock you out, put a blindfold on you, and then your adventure is is done. You're the man in the iron mask. See, this is the thing, though. I don't think I would be even identified because uh, if I were careful, if I, if I decided I want to go to the, the, the life of crime route with this, mm-hmm. uh, I could easily keep this power a secret. Okay. 
Yeah, I think it would be easy to get in and out. It would be very hard to have someone be able to stun you because you're moving so fast. Which, I mean, that does bring up another technical question, which is what does this teleportation look like? Is there a flash of light? Is there something that needs to be concealed? Is it just an instantaneous pop? Is there a sound? Hmm. Let's say there's a little sound because at least you're pushing air out of the way. So there's at least a little pop or something. I think that's fine. I mean, I could do a little fart cloud like the BAMP from (laughs) Nightcrawler, but... Like a little sort of puff of wind. Yeah. Eventually you steal the wrong thing that has a tracker on it and someone finds out where you took it. You know what? I think they would just, if if a, some kind of GPS tracker ended up uh, five kilometers away within three seconds, they would just be like, that's malfunctioning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. Mona Lisa or something, you know? If it keeps on moving like that, they're like, I, I think he's hacked it or something. It doesn't make any sense. They show up and the thing it was attached to isn't there anymore. It's like, oh, man, eventually people will start to clue in. The first couple of times you got it easy. So, I mean, you better pick some like really good stuff to steal for the first couple. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I'm well, no, you don't you don't you don't pick good stuff. You pick <laughs> like petty theft. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. What would I start with? I would probably just be like ripping off convenience stores or something. Cause like no one's going to, no one's going to dedicate so much investigation to that kind of crime that they're going to like eventually start hypothesizing that teleportation exists. I mean, if you teleport on security camera, I think they will. No, that's a glitch in the camera. Like people would ignore that for a long time. If I'm the only person who's ever done this and no one's ever seen it before, then they would be like, no, nah, there's something wrong with the cameras. <laughs> I suppose that's possible. Also, I'm going to take out the cameras. Come on. Okay. You know, you, you you scope the place out before. You take out the cameras real fast. You scope the place out before. You have to teleport to get there. Yeah, but and I then, can. Yeah. And you're standing Multiple times in a day. You shoot on the roof. Wearing a mask while you're scoping it out. No problem. I mean, wearing a mask is easy these days. Oh, these mm-hmm. days. Okay, let's not make that the new <laughs> <laughs> I would do a lot of rooftop travel, I think, with Marks. Because, like, yeah. Like oh, yeah. If I'm, if I'm just on the rooftops, then no one sees me and I can travel just as fast. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then you can always go and land where you want to be, but just by looking down over the edge. You know, in Toronto, I'd just be like, boop, top of the CN Tower. And then I'd be like, boop, wherever I need to go. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can see the CN Tower from pretty far away. Yeah. It's very tall. Mm-hmm. It's known for Famously me. Famously tall. It's, it's defining <laughs> characteristic. Yeah. <laughs> not really much else going on about it. Yeah. The skywalk down on like the friggin' harbor front sucks because you're just basically leaning into the lake. I feel like I would prank a lot of people on the skywalk every once in a while, right? Because you like you'd say, Oh, look, some people out on the skywalk, they're they're on the outside of the sand tower, and then you just like pop up next to them like, ah, boo. Just like Papa Drake sitting on the sitting on the edge. <laughs> disappear three seconds later. <laughs> and three seconds later you're back down and everyone everyone just thinks, Oh, the the height made me crazy. <laughs> Because height makes you crazy, right? Yeah, height sure. is a form of mental Alt- altitude. Uh, what is it? The so, altitude crazies. Yeah, <laughs> That's a scientific term. Alt craze. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I think we've uh, we've gone through this pretty thoroughly, but let's give you each a chance at some closing remarks. Uh, so I'm going to start with Mark. What is the final argument you would give to our audience to convince them to choose you in your side of this debate? You know. <laughs> We've talked about this so much over the last half hour that I'm kind of having to remind myself, that, like, this is not happening. <laughs> um, 
I've been making so many plans. But I, I just think I think it's flexible. I think it allows you to go wherever you want. There's the freedom of travel wherever you want. You can live whatever lifestyle you want to choose with it. You can follow the rules. You can you can get those rubber stamps in your passport, or you can be an international bank robber and jewel thief, and then you can show off at parties. <laughs> All the wants in the world. That's all I want. A party trick and riches. Party tricks and riches. That that would be a good slogan. I could put that on a t-shirt. Uh, Kirk, what is your final argument? I think that if the world is your oyster all the time, anytime, and without any sort of rest time, eventually it's going to get boring and you're going to lose part of what makes you human while you're choosing to go from place to place. Mine gives me the option of planning where I want to go, thinking about where I want to go, enjoying where I am, and then getting out of there with you know maybe a nice uh, few days at a in a B&B in the middle of Norway or uh, you know sitting on a beach in Sri Lanka and then coming back home when i feel nice and relaxed okay i think i got distracted by the opening where you basically said the other one's so good this one will keep you humble uh- <laughs> No, the other one will make you less than human. I mean, it's going to I'm talking some Dr. Manhattan shit there. Right. Uh, okay. Kilometers ago, I teleported here. Five kilometers from now, I'm teleporting again. And that's basically your brain the whole time. I mean, all right. I think that all sounds very nice, but you might as well walk. <laughs> and I will when I get there. You'll have to, yeah. You have to worry about the airplane. Not everywhere's got good transit. <laughs> all right. So, audience. What about you? What would you take? Would you prefer Marks with him being able to travel as much as he wants, but only within line of sight? Or Kirk, who can travel once a day to anywhere in the world? Let us know, and we'll have our last episode coming out soon. Well, that's what we came up with, but we want to hear from you. Your wishes, your thoughts, whether you take this wish or not. You can find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod, email BreakAWishPod at gmail.com. Join the BreakAWish discussion group on Facebook. And you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or buying a t-shirt on TeePublic. All this information at BreakAWish.ca. For more Kirk McCullough, he's an improviser and the host of Duo Derby, which happens monthly at the Social Capital Theatre when it's safe to do so. Look up Duo Derby on Facebook and Instagram. For more Mark Scheiser, you can find him on Twitter at Mark Scheiser, and look out for his album by his musical comedy duo, The Lady Mary and the Marquis Von Scheiser, coming out soon. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production, hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. So, what would you wish for? This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 